0: I'm Sina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies
1: in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like dive. Ooh. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me <laughs> up on
0: this one. <laughs> hey, you're listening to two girls watch TV. <laughs>
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle.
0: And I'm Tina. And we're definitely awake and it's definitely not an early Friday morning. It's
1: always an early Friday morning. It's always an early Friday morning. I need need to tell you something. You know how we are notorious for having brain scrambles on the show? What? (laughs) No.
0: Get out of town.
1: So I was talking to Nick the other day, and I was going to say the title of this show that we're watching, which is Only Murders in the Building, Season 1.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to hear this, because I'm always the one that messes up the titles.
1: (laughs) I don't know why I decided to combine Only Murders in the Building with How I Met Your Mother in my brain, but I wound up saying How I Murdered Your Mother. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's a good one. That, that's the best. That's the best mix up. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes. No, that's a good one. How I murdered your mother. Just don't say it too loudly. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. I don't know how I, my brain came up with that,
0: but. I like it. it that did, that's and up there. But most recent ones that I've done was dope stick. Ooh, that's a good one. Instead of dope sick. I've said it with such confidence that people are like, I can't find it. I'm like, well, search harder. It's dope stick. And they're like, oh, all right. (laughs) I don't know. I think if you say anything with enough confidence.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how I uh, reorganized those words or combined them in my brain. I was watching a reel the other day where this girl couldn't say, Spoon and fork. She wound up saying, "Sport." She kept, like she couldn't or sporn. She kept saying sporn, and like she couldn't stop saying sporn because she was combining the the letters of like spoon and fork, and she got sporn.
0: But not even like spork.
1: No, she wound up saying sporn. That's not even a real thing. <laughs> I
0: know, but it's. I'll I'll send you the video. It's hysterical the I internet man of brain farts that i have like i get to a certain point in my day right when i'm teaching and i've like i've used all the words up and so now i just start making new ones or like combining them i don't know i my brain is like let's save time and combine these three words into one yeah let's see how it goes and then i come out of like my consciousness and i'm like what the fuck did i just say and all of my students are probably looking at me like what the fuck did you just say so, like, we're all in it together.
1: It's like the, the scene at the end of the show where Steve Martin stands up and he's suddenly, like, speaking in oh. full sentences. And it winds up being him being like, ah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm excited to talk about this show. I was crying when that happened. I lying.
1: I knew that you would find the show absolutely
0: hysterical. It, you know what? I... I I really, really like Martin Short, and we had talked about this before, like unofficially, not on the podcast, but when um, Steve Martin and Martin Short's special came out on Netflix. Do you remember? Like a few years ago? Did we talk about this? Because I've never, I didn't know that they had a special together. Oh, you got to watch it. It's really funny. Maybe
1: you told me to watch it, and then I was like, yeah, sure. And then like, I forgot about it.
0: Yeah, and we haven't done comedy specials on this podcast
1: no we did we did Bo Burnham
0: that's true um I yeah all right I was thinking more of that being like a variety special I wouldn't think variety but that was
1: more scripted well his whole thing is scripted but it was yeah yeah it's more visual well maybe that's but sorry my uh my brain secretary was out that day so she didn't write it down
0: that's quite all right. Um, but yeah, I will definitely do more comedy specials before we do reality television on this podcast.
1: Well, I personally love, like, Steve Martin and Martin Short. I just recently watched Father of the Bride. Have you watched Ooh, Father of the Bride? Not a, I haven't finished it, but I have watched some of oh it. Oh, my you know, God.
0: The I like am- most things.
1: Your lack of romantic comedies and watching them all the way through kills me.
0: It's You know what's terrible? It's like... For so long I've demanded in my life a romantic comedy and like I didn't do my research. Like I've never finished one, you know? So it's like how can I demand other than like 27 dresses, I think because I saw that in theaters. Yeah, and that's like definitely it's a cult classic in the realm of romantic comedies, but it's definitely not the best one. No. And it's like (laughs) I've demanded this romantic romantic comedy lifestyle. And I haven't done. I haven't put in the effort. I haven't done my part. No. So I no. get it.
1: Twenty seven dresses is the only romantic. Uh, you know what? You can, you've seen. He's just not that into you, right? I have seen, and I've seen something
0: borrowed, but maybe that's not really that funny.
1: That's not the golden age of romantic comedies. We need like a. a you've got mail.
0: Which you, you- I know you want me to go back in time to the '90s and early 2000s oh. with my butterfly beret crib. Grips. Well, oh, here we go. I did it. Clips. Clips. The- oh,
1: I'm not on. It, it gives me flashbacks to uh, I had a speech impediment as a child. If you guys couldn't figure that out by the time by the way I say my S's. So a lot of phonetics. Clips
0: clips. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna say it now. Danielle, can you give me a clip? Clips. <laughs>
1: really emphasize that s um
0: oh man I just I just I really I'm so I have to do this I have to do it because it's been a it's been a minute since we've had a Sunday fun day together so I just need to tell you how excited I am that the Giants and the Jets are doing well
1: I know I (laughs) did Christina just, like, turned into the excited aunt from uh, SNL, the Kristen Wig character, because you just started rocking.
0: <laughs> like, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Yes, that's very much that was... how I've been watching every Giants game, because it's always down to the last 10 seconds. I know. Well,
1: yes, they're doing well, and you just came off of your uh, baseball season.
0: I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that at all. We will now only talk about football and hockey. We will not talk about baseball at all.
1: When does the baseball season start? Doesn't it start like.
0: Pitchers and catchers is sometime in March, usually.
1: Okay. okay. And, that, and that's all you're going to say about that. And yep. that's all I have to say about that.
0: Rest in peace. My condolences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, you were. <laughs> no hesitation. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs>
1: But, yes, our, uh, our teams are do- – well, your team is the Giants. Your mom's team is the Jets.
0: Yeah, but I was like, Ma, the Jets, huh? Like in the beginning. And she's like, don't get your hopes up. And then they would keep winning. And I was like, how about the Jets now, huh? I sent you that meme, right, with Paul Rudd?
1: Yeah, yes. Oh, Liter- man. Your response was literally in tears.
0: I was wheezing. I was – it's just – so, all right, let's backtrack on this podcast. If you've listened to the episode where – what the hell was the show? I don't know. He's a clone of himself.
1: Oh, 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 um, damn it! What is the name of it? It's I Paul Rudd. Know. The internet knows the Paul Rudd meme. You don't need to go that far back.
0: All right, but so I was referring to it from our podcast. Oh, because we did "Living with Yourself." Was the there? Name of you the show. go. There was one season, and we did it on our podcast. And so when that came out, I resurrected for us this little community of. Misfits, <laughs> that meme of Paul Rudd was it? Oh, he was on Hot Ones, right? Yes. And they replace yeah. So if you're not familiar, stop living under a rock because even I know what it is, and it's Paul Rudd talking to Paul Rudd, and it was cut that way, and it just <laughs> I can't. Hey, look at us back and forth.
1: Who would have thought? So... Not me. <laughs> I mean, it's a great clip. Excellent clip.
0: I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post it on our story today, because now the one I sent Danielle. One Paul Rudd has Giants on his forehead and the other one has the Jets. And they're both like, hey, look at us.
1: <laughs> the internet is so creative.
0: I love it. It's very minimal, but it, it speaks volumes.
1: It does. It does. Also, let's talk about how Paul Rudd just like has not aged whatsoever. Ever. Ever.
0: You could throw a George Clooney in that category too.
1: Yeah, true. You could throw Tina Fey in that category too. Yeah, good, good. Turn it. Turn it back around. Turn it back around on this show. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm good for. That's why you have me. <laughs>
1: that is why I keep you around.
0: Because when I saw her in this, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't know how. I was like, "Is that? Wait a minute." Because you hear her voice. Like, Shut up. Yes, it you, is. You,
1: you hear her voice first, and then you don't see her. Right, she, but
0: it's her voice imitating Sarah, um, Koenig from Serial. Have you listened to Serial?
1: Um, I feel like I tried to listen to it and then I never did.
0: Oh, Danielle, there's so many references here. Okay.
1: She Um, was the one that was, um, originally did the case of Adnan Saeed.
0: Yes. I love how you said, like, she was the one. And, like, that podcast put... Like, that podcast is the reason we have a podcast and everybody's like, oh, okay, I'll listen to podcasts. Like, yeah, they, like, reimagined podcasting and, like, put it back on the map. Okay. Yeah. Like, when I was teaching podcasting, I would say, like, this is the granddaddy or the grandmommy or the grandperson gotcha. of podcasting. Yeah. Like, like the, yeah, like the big name in the realm. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe so, it. If you have questions about things relating to Serial, I'm your girl. Gotcha. You're the expert? Yeah. I, uh, I've i listened to every season wow. of Serial. Yes. That's a lot. Yeah, I know, which is sounds like a crazy thing for me to do, yes. But that also shows just, like, how many
1: murders happen in this country. How many what? How many murders happen in this country.
0: Oh, well, um, yeah, because the, sec- well, the second season was more about like this guy who was discharged from the military but the third season I think takes place was it Cleveland I can't remember and it's like all of the injustices within the um system so it's not necessarily always about a murder case but yeah gotcha okay so Tina Fey serial that swings us into this yes so let's only uh... murders
1: in the building
0: only how I murdered your mother. How I murdered your mother. Only mothers in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> so,
1: only murders in the Met that didn't. Only work.
0: murders in your mother.
1: <laughs> oof, oof, oof. All
0: right, let me uh, let me stop myself here before I say something. Quit
1: while words. you're ahead.
0: Yeah, it just, that just made me think of like, but like, I don't. Ooh. I don't remember, I don't think it was the Sopranos. Maybe it was like somebody making fun of the Sopranos. And like the response was, hey, your mother. That's what that made me think. Classic. Can't go wrong with, hey, your mother. (laughs) That's that's immediately where my head went. And now you know how my brain works at 7.22 a.m.
1: I would also like to point out that before we got on this podcast, Christine was like, oh, this is going to be like 20 minutes. We're already at 12. (laughs) Mm,
0: 12 minutes of bullshittery it's, it's important You know what? it's important because we're establishing rapport we're, we are catching up and you listener dear friend are at our table you're basically next to me in my on my terrace where I'm recording outdoors once again all right teach
1: give us the give us the summary
0: <laughs> yes well how about the awards oh you know what awards would be great also real quick it's on hulu Oh, we're, doing, yeah. we're doing great. <laughs> Going right through the outline in order. Perfect order.
1: Okay, so at the Golden Globes, the first season was nominated for Best Musical or Comedy Series. C. Martin was nominated for Best Television Actor, Musical or Comedy. And Martin Short was nominated for Best Television Actor, Music, Musical or Comedy. Then at the Emmys, season one has 17 nominations. Uh... Nathan Lane won as Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy for Teddy Demas. Uh, Jane Lynch, specifically for the episode The Boy From 6B, Uh, Jane Lynch was nominated for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. This was nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series. Um, It won for Sound Mixing, and Sound Mixing specifically for the episode Boy From 6B, which Mm -hmm. is the episode that has zero dialogue. So that's deserved um outstanding production design at one four um is nominated for outstanding writing for a comedy series casting contemporary costumes directing uh ba 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 um then steve martin was nominated for outstanding lead actor in a comedy series and martin short was nominated for outstanding lead
0: actor in a comedy series that's it lots of noms lots okay a team of misfits living in the same building realize their neighbor has committed suicide. Suicide is very uh, quickly suspected as a homicide with the murderer living in the building. The name. They did the name. You know? They did the name in the show. Yeah. Okay. Our trio of misfits creates a podcast to publicly capture the killer, releasing an episode weekly. I, I assume it's weekly, by the way. Yeah. Well, we'll go oh. weekly.
1: Um, So our stars and chief investigators of Only Murder in the Building, uh, Charles Hayden Savage, played by Steve Martin Swoon. Uh, He's a former star of a hit cop TV show called Brazos. Uh, He's a straight man who doesn't like to open himself up much. The complete opposite him, of him is Oliver Putnam, played by Martin Short, former director, and unfor- <laughs> former director of Unfortunate Flops. Uh, both men live alone in the Arconia, except for Winnie, along with Mabel, who they team up with, played by Selena Gomez. She's a mysterious artist. Um, all become friends when they bond over their favorite murder podcast and find themselves trying to solve the murder of fellow neighbor Tim Kono, played by Julian Chihi. Uh, We find out that Mabel used to know Tim Kono and was part of a group that they called the Hardy Boys. Uh, This included Mabel, Tim, Oscar, played by Aaron Dominguez, and Zoe, played by Olivia Reese. The show gains the interest and sponsorship of fellow neighbor and deli king Teddy Demons, played by Nathan Lane. Uh, He has a mysterious son, Theo, played by James Caverly. Uh, Charles begins dating the a, a neighbor and bassoonist, Jan, played by Amy Ran.
0: Which is so strange to me, because I only know her as Holly. The audacity
1: <laughs> of this Jan. show
0: to call this actress,
1: who they know very publicly as Holly from the office, and name her Jan, another person who is very publicly from the office. Like, uh, how dare they? Pick a different name. I don't know why they had to name her Jan.
0: Pick a different name. Choose Elaine. <sighs> I, I, no, I I get it. I'm here with you. <laughs> fans, right. We're here with you, Danielle.
1: Okay. Uh, the group gains attention and sort of friendship of Detective Williams, played by Divine Joy Randolph. Uh, these three also get to meet their, the star of their favorite murder podcast, Cindy Canning, played by Tina Fey, that we just had a long conversation about. Um, then there was a guest appearance by Jane Lynch as Saz Pataki. Love, Hilarious. love Jane Lynch. Okay. So, the three start thinking they're closing in on the killer after they found out that Tim Kono was meeting a mysterious underground jewelry seller named Angel. The three noticed that on Teddy Demas' endorsement check, it has Angel ink on it mabel and oliver find out that the demas family are actually grave robbers and that theo is actually the one who quote unquote pushed zoe off the roof years ago of the arconia the podcast sends out their final episode and they claim that tim witnessed theo pushing zoe and um off the roof and hushed him up and then he started getting mouthy and the demas killed him this was all cool Until Tim Kono's toxicology report comes back and he had poison in his system. So that, you know, that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That becomes void. It's a void uh, claim. Correct. Um, Okay. Then Jan gets stabbed by the alleged killer. Well,
0: Uh No, she gets stabbed by the killer.
1: (laughs) True, true. Valid point. This leads Charles to back out of things until, you know, back off of the podcast until things start clicking. Tim carrying someone else's trash. Bassoon cleaner in Tim's sex box. And Jan blatantly lying, lying to Charles about being first chair bassoon when really she was second chair bassoon. After Charles discovers this, he gets back to his apartment and Jan comes and confesses to him while poisoning him and also attempting to push toxic gas through everyone's fireplace in the whole building, poisoning the whole building. The gang rushes down to the building's um, basement and stop her just in time, and the building is saved. But why is this not the ending, Christina?
0: Well... Mabel mentioned to her two counterparts on the roof that there might be some loose ends. Oliver and Charles get a text as they're recapping on the roof of their moments throughout this this season um, when they're greeted by a text that says, get out of the building now with three exclamation points, which was very comical to me. They run to get Mabel and when they find her, we're brought back to the beginning, uh, which was a flash forward of her covered in blood saying, it's not what it looks like or it's not what you think. Bunny is dead <clears throat> and stumbles in on Mabel. They found her with a knitting needle through her chest. We don't have a clear confession for the record. It's just that she stumbled in. We don't know if she stumbled in with the needle already in her. So I'm just kind of preference, prefacing that we don't have any knowledge as to whether or not anything has been done by any of our three stars.
1: Correction. However, what? You don't have any knowledge because you haven't watched season two yet. I have watched season two already. Right, but
0: we're we're doing season one. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) However, that doesn't stop the show from ending with a big show-stopping number that plays as the residents of their apartment are now outside because the fire alarm was pulled, looking at all three of our stars in disgust, and the police escort our three podcasters out. Also, Poppy has a tagline that's really good, but it's been robbed of her once again.
1: Yeah, so, uh, Cindy Canning is outside recording. Yes.
0: So. End scene. What did IMDb rate this? An 8.2 out of 10. And on Metascore, on Metacritic, the Metascore was 77. And the user score was an 8.9. So on Rotten
1: Tomatoes, the critics gave this 100%. The audience gave it a 93%.
0: Okay. So I do you have a good review, bad review? What's your? I have a review because there's not, there was, no, I was shocked. I was appalled by the lack of reviews on imdb so much so that i thought i was living in a state of delirium because like people were just writing one sentence reviews about like one episode really yeah wow i don't understand and then i had to be i was nervous about picking one that's too recent because the second season's out so yeah this is what i'm working with it's an 8 out of 10 a little too easy but good It wasn't hard to figure out what the major plot points of this episode were going to be. I have no idea what episode they're referring to. They haven't specified. Okay. None of them have specified. They all live like in an enigma or something. The filler between them is still very much entertaining. You just knew they couldn't be wrapping it up with the two episodes left. Nevertheless, the twist is at the end to build the anticipation for the final two episodes. Like... They all wrote, like, this is an episode, here is what happened. Like, they weren't, like, opinionated at all. It wasn't giving me a lot to work with.
1: Yeah. Um, I, do you feel like not everyone watched season one? Like, I feel like once I really started hearing, maybe this goes a little bit into my expectation, but once I really started, like, hearing a lot of buzz for the show, it was at the start of season two. I agree.
0: Yeah. I agree. But,
1: so. so um, I focused on, uh, I also know the struggle of, you know, wanting to look something up, but being afraid to get spoiled. Like, in the middle of the first season, I wanted to look up where uh, some places were in New York City that they filmed at, but as I started um, looking through... I was like, but I don't want to, I don't want to know where they wind up going. So like, I like had to back out. It was like, okay, I'll look this up later. And then I never did. So um, I understand. And that's why I wanted to get like most of the way through season two before I started looking at reviews. So I'm not accidentally spoiled on anything, but I did find this review. This was five out of five stars. One of the most charming comedies of modern time. It is a fresh and transgeneration It is, it is fresh and transgenerational. It reminds me a lot of the style of Zemeckis and John Lynn in Clue, in my opinion. A must-watch in all capitals of 2022. And it was nice to have Steve Martin back on the screen, accompanied by current celebrities like Selena Gomez. The script and photography are pure gold. So
0: Nice. That's better.
1: (laughs) Uh, Perfect segue into my highs and lows. The tone of this show is absolutely great. It's so cozy. It's very... But, like, it's cozy with, like, it's very, like, wintry, so it's very, like, overcast. There are very few scenes where, like, the sun is bright and shining. Mm A lot of autumnal tones, which we know that I'm a big fan of, even though I think... That's your bag. Takes place in, like, winterish. Like, late winter, and then they're, Mm -hmm. like, getting into spring. But love the tone of this. I love the incorporation of New York City into the show. Mm. It's like New York City is the fourth character, especially their building, like a historic New York City building. And I love that. Um, Also, I feel like the show does a great job of hooking you in at the end of the first episode. It's so rare to me that a show hooks you in and then keeps you hooked as it goes along. And I feel like... That does a great job.
0: That's very interesting because I actually did not feel that way. Really? Yeah. So we watched the first episode, like, um, just while we were having dinner one day. And then <laughs> Dave goes, that's nice. then <laughs> we never watched it again. Like you- and then I was like, it's on the schedule. It's on the watch list. I have to finish it. And then from the second episode on, the two of us were like, I was like, I have to know what happens. And he's like, I've come this far, you know.
1: When you saw Tim Kono on the on her computer because you realized that he's a Hardy boy and they know each other, that yeah, didn't hook what, you?
0: I, I, I didn't feel the strong desire to, like, I must watch the second episode now. Oh. I maybe, maybe that's because I had to watch other things, you know. Maybe. Because I started, because th- I tried to start this ahead of time. Yeah, and then I didn't because I watched all the other things, and then so maybe maybe it was like I have other homework for the other weeks on our list of things. Yeah, it could have been a combination of that, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I can't put this down until after the second episode because I watched like episode two through seven in. I didn't get up. I I don't think I I would think I went to the bathroom once. Yeah. Wow! I yeah. So it hooked it hooked me, but it, it's interesting. It hooked me a little bit differently than it hooked you.
1: Oh yeah, no, I was yeah, I was in so much so that I watched the first. I mean, I'm getting into my expectation. I watched the first episode, and I was like, I need to kind of stop watching this because I know that Nicholas will like it. So I had to then rewatch all the episodes that I already watched. So I watched this a few times through, and then I of course like waited too long between my notes so then I had to watch the last couple episodes again so I've watched the show a few
0: times now um
1: I think that Martin Short and Steve Martin are absolutely fantastic
0: oh they their chemistry is just it's amazing really and truly it's
1: something we've seen before like we've seen them before but it's so nice to see them in a modern setting in like a new thing but they can just still very much be themselves like both characters are still very much both characters both actors are still doing what they do best and they're still doing it fantastically I agree. And I think that one of the reasons why the show is so great is because Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez are all executive producers on the show.
0: Yes, I did notice that. Yeah. I did notice that. Oh. Um, I, yeah, I said that the, the acting, the jokes, the one-liners. I mean, I love a good one-liner. And oh, yeah. when you have two people who just spit them out, spit them out, spit them out, spit them out. It's even better. The, like, it's just like, where's the next one going to come from? I don't
1: know. The best, like, example of their chemistry is when Martin Short and Steve Martin are in the sh- in the um, Aphrodite going to Long Island. And they're just, like, being like, well, I got crabs in Massapequa. And I got saggy bottom balls in Sag Harbor. And then they just <laughs> start singing their own song. Mm. Like, that to me, is a com- probably a completely improv scene where they just started... I thinking
0: the same thing. They just started really singing was. along. I'm on the same page with you here because I was like, that's some cute improv. Like, I, I just assumed that yeah. it was uh, improvised.
1: Yeah, I but. thought that that was great. Also, it's so rare to see good slapstick, but Steve Martin delivers that good slapstick. Like, his facial expressions, when he is poisoned and he is in the elevator and it's just closing in on him nonstop. that's hysterical
0: let's, let's call it drugged I don't know about poisoned because this was like okay I'm just gonna say this Go wait ahead. you finish your point and then I'm gonna say well this. no
1: I'm just saying that that was the end of my point that his oh. his acting is top-notch
0: it is however it didn't make sense to me at first how like like I keep wanting to call her Holly so jan is clearly a psychopath yeah we can all agree on that right yeah
1: yeah we Listener can all Sandra agree all jan jan psychopath go
0: yeah for sure for sure she is right and so she is seems to be a seasoned murderer like this is like it doesn't it's either extremely and maybe this is my true crime brain coming into this but it's either extremely meticulously planned or she's had some practice my, my thought process is here. Uh, yeah, men. you
1: don't have a pill box of, that says Jan's little toxins if you don't poison people on the reg.
0: Right. And so because of that, I found it strange. And at first glance, I was like, this is a low. Because Tim Cono's like, out; He's out for the count. And then she just like blows his brains out. Um, but with, oh, what's his name? In the show. Steve Martin in the show. Charles. Charles. Charles, um he he doesn't go out and so I'm like trying to justify in my brain she's like I switch things up but it's like I don't care that you switch things up you're a psychopath with a with a with a a scheduled color-coded container of Jan's little toxins like this ain't your first rodeo you know yeah like he the fact that he didn't go down like more efficiently or like effectively seemed to like not make sense but then I was like, all right, it's, like, it's for the comedy now. Like, we're yeah. beyond the storyline. Like, this is just for shits and giggles. Yeah, and so I I'm mean... Like, I'm kind of, like, in the middle, you know? Like, of a, like I'm trying to, like, I'm justifying, like, Charles is a much bigger guy than Tim. Maybe the same amount of dosage didn't make any sense because, like, he's bigger and he can handle more toxins or something. I'm trying to, like, justify it.
1: Well, you also forget that... um uh... They gave him gut milk, which absorbs toxins. So that was that oh. was the writer's like little write-in that like they gave him gut milk, so that was supposed to absorb toxins. So he wasn't that... supposed to be. So that's why he can be scooted around on a on the stroller.
0: That's r- okay. Okay, I feel like I feel like that makes that that was the missing puzzle piece. Thank you. You're I welcome. Was looking for it.
1: I found it. I found it for you, and I put it in place
0: because now I can. I can appreciate that scene without, like, having all these what-ifs in my brain.
1: I mean, to be fair, he did get up and, like, go through, you know, the whole elevator and everything. And it wasn't until they, like, got up to his floor that they gave him the, the gut milk. But the latter half of, like, him being in the basement and everything, that was with gut milk in him.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, hysterical scene in that it was so New York that these neighbors are like, "Oh, we got a mess in there." <laughs> <laughs> just don't care. We did the same, same thing for Sting. Don't tell anyone.
0: And then he tells everyone. And tells everyone. That's Wait, and then the when he's like, "I'm going to bring you back up to your room," and he just can't get the oh god. Yeah. Hysterical. Yeah. But you're right. The scene where he is like, no, you won't. And he stands up and he like, you think I really bought that he was like pretending to be drugged. Like he was pretending to not know that she was the murderer. And I was like, oh my God, it was all a ruse. And then they cut to him going,
1: (laughs) (laughs) The show does a great job of just really staying tried and true to like steve martin and martin short's strengths which i really appreciate and they do it in a way where it's not cheesy in my opinion you know when i think of steve martin i think of the jerk i think of uh father of the bride i think of um
0: cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper
1: by the dozen. All of those shows had these like big dramatic like running around scenes where like you soaked his underwear in meat. That's so wrong. And like, you know, Steve Martin's getting like a a meatball to the back of the the back, back of the head is the word I was looking for. Um, and he still got to do a lot of those things. He got to, like, work with his facial expressions. The, the scene in the elevator, the scene where they're at, I forget what his name uh, is, but the one with the cat, and, like, there's the frozen cat, and he's, like, freaking out, and he has to, <laughs> and he winds up with the foot. Like, that is that is classic Steve Martin slapstick, and I'm so happy that they included it in, the, in there.
0: I liked that scene in particular. And then there was just callbacks to it. Like when they were having all of their apartment meetings and they were like, why would somebody only take the leg? He was like, I still got the leg somewhere in this apartment. <laughs> That's so, a
1: nice um, yeah, I thought that all of it was great. Also, Martin Short is just absolutely hysterical. His lines, uh, uh, you know what? I can't go into it now because I need to save it for my R- IRL
0: moment. Well, his first introduction piece when he was in the purple coat, and he's like, Do you not say the coat? <laughs> all right here we go (laughs) that was an
1: immediate yes I relate to you do you not see this coat that I'm wearing
0: yeah I might have just I might have just surrendered my IRL moment oh god it's so good um but so I also liked the obvious references to serial so like how she's pretending to be Tina Fey is like that person um but the music listen to serial it's the same theme music oh really when you hear the piano it's very subtle at first. And then they start to play more and more of the piano music as you go through this only murders in the building. Season one, uh-huh. but listen to a serial. It's, 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 it's uncanny. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. Um, did you have any lows? I, well, that was the one that the missing puzzle piece that I needed. That was, yeah. But I also just want to say, I liked how, how, um, season one was a little, not everybody was the same, in terms of giving their perspectives, mm-hmm. but a lot of people got the chance to give their perspectives, which I thought was cool.
1: That is nice that the narrator constantly changes throughout it. So, you know, sometimes it's Charles doing it, sometimes it's Oliver, sometimes it's Mabel, sometimes it's Tim Kono, sometimes it's Teddy Demis. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always, always something, someone switching. And the boy from six B, um, it reminded me a lot of this episode of Master of None. Uh, where at one point it's about two uh, deaf people who are in love and all of a sudden the audio just cuts out and it's just them and like doing sign language. Um, and I thought that it was really, really interesting to have one episode with zero dialogue, even mm-hmm. if Theodemus wasn't on the screen. So I thought that was very, very interesting and I really enjoyed that episode. Um, two lows... Okay. One is Zoe falling off the roof was so over the top and unbelievable.
0: I, I, she, I don't think he pushed her.
1: I don't, I don't think he did either. That's that why didn't I put make
0: any sense. I agree. That's a low.
1: It was just. It was all of a sudden like, like oh, you weren't even close to the roof. Like I don't know how that happens.
0: <laughs> Get closer.
1: Oh, so that was really annoying. And then also, why did the Demuses, You know hogtie Mabel and Oliver and throw them in the back of the truck to drive them out to somewhere where they think they're going to get killed only to get them in a car and drive it back?
0: Um, because I think that Nathan Lane's character, whose name is escaping me right T- now. Teddy Demas. Teddy. I, I think he's all talk. I think his main goal with a lot of this is just to give a series of empty threats to invoke fear in people I think that's what he did to Tim Kono and I think that's now what he's doing to them where he says like I would hate for something else to happen to like so and so when he knows damn well that his son didn't actually murder anybody that it was an accident like we can I think that we can confidently make that assumption okay. but at the same time it's like if they know that it's an accident his son could go to prison forever if they admit to anything so i think his whole thing is about invoking fear in people yeah so that they don't question him any further do you, are you also
1: just saying that because you love nathan nathan lane and you uh, no, don't, no, 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 no. don't want him to be, love, be the bad I guy do,
0: i love at one point i closed my eyes and i, I was like oh i can see timon <laughs>
1: I was wondering how you would take having the uh, quote-unquote bad guy be Nathan Lane.
0: I know. All I heard in my head was, the monkey's his uncle?
1: <laughs> Who's <laughs> the monkey? Oh, God. You can tell what generation we're from that we constantly oh, quote. It's,
0: oh, it's quite clear. <laughs> lion,
1: lion gang. Oh, man. So, so what'd you eat? So, there are a lot of mentions, there's lots of mentions, lots of mentions? How did I type this last night? There is a lot of mention of dip in this season, in the show, specifically hummus. So, I felt the need to go get Mediterranean food while watching Mm. this. Uh, I rewatched the like last couple episodes last night and I got med- Mediterranean food. There's a place in town
0: called Effie's. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast. Oh, yes. I feel like I'm at a bridal shower. I'm just go making noises like Ooh. when people open gifts. Yeah. So if you decide to have a bridal shower, I'm practicing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, there's a place
1: called Effie's in town. I don't know if I've talked about it. There are three locations, and I used to work at the New Brunswick location when I went to Rutgers. Mm -hmm. Moved to Jersey City. All of a sudden, oh, there's there's one right here. This is is where
0: my stomach is.
1: It's fantastic. So, I got a chicken gyro platter. You know, like the spits of meat? Yes. That they have going around? So, they're usually made of, like, lamb-beef combo. This one is strictly chicken and okay. it is so good. They put it over rice with a salad, so I had that. And then I got hummus, so I put hummus with that. Um so I didn't have strictly just dips for dinner, but dip was included in my dinner. And then I got some baklava. So, chef's kiss, fantastic, highly recommend.
0: I can I can I can very much appreciate that. I have been having um uh a lot of salsa because we 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 bought like a new couple new types of salsa so i guess salsa is like a dip but i think dave i don't know if this is true but i think dave might be like an elite chipotle member <laughs> now. sometimes he's... he just gets free chips really and this isn't a this is not an ad or a plug or anything but i just come home and he's like there's chips here if you want them and i was like did you get chips he's like no but they gave them to me I was like, How do you just go around getting chips? What, one, and what do you have to do for that? One day he's I gonna be take
1: notes. One day he's gonna be presented with a golden burrito.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. And so I just come home, and there's chips everywhere. And so I was like, Well, we have to have salsa. That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. their chips are pretty good. Their chips are good. Especially when they have salt on them. When they don't have salt on them, I'm like, I can get this anywhere.
1: Are these the are? Do they have like the lime salt? There's somewhere that has the lime salted chips, and I, I love those. So, it's
0: like big chunks of salt. Too.
1: Yes, those yeah, are good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what did you eat while watching this? Or was well, it? Well,
0: I said chips and salsa, chips and salsa. <laughs> I've had like, I, I mean, I've watched this in many, many a night. Yeah. So, um, but chips and salsa or like chips and and hummus has become like a staple as like an appetizer I don't know sometimes I'm just so hungry that I just start eating when I'm cooking and I'm like this is my appetizer now Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so it ends up being like chips and dip
1: usually when that happens to me I just grab the thing of shredded cheese and just go to town I'm just a wads of shredded cheese in my mouth
0: yeah I've I've I have done that before yeah um when cheese and I were friends ah yeah
1: See, I used to do that with the voila life, but that will hurt your stomach if you eat too much of it. Really? I've had issues. Maybe I just ate too much of it.
0: (laughs) You're talking about, what what did you call it? Is it voila life? life? Or is it voila, say it again. Voila life. But it's V-I-O life. It's in a gray bag.
1: Yeah. What what do, what I've been do you call it? it
0: bio life this entire time.
1: You may be right, because I just you know, voila is a word, V-I-O-L-A. And I think in my mind I just saw the V I O L and just added the A myself and just wrote voila life. So I probably it probably is violife.
0: I don't we both have terrible track records at this point, so I don't know. But I know what you're talking about. Because, you know what I'm
1: talking about. But yeah. yeah, I think that I've just been calling it the wrong thing. But uh, yeah, I in my head, it's voila. I'll take
0: it. Okay. I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> so,
1: so we already mm-hmm. discussed our expectation, but do you want to go into it a little bit more?
0: I mean, the only other thing that I wrote here was like, I don't think I expected this to keep me guessing for a lot of the episodes. Like I just had a feeling that it was going to be easier to figure out. I didn't think that there were going to be so many like dead ends.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and also just a lot of stuff happening in this building. Jeez Louise. Yes. Um Yeah, you know, how many people recommended the show to you because a lot of people recommended the show to me before.
0: Well, I heard a few few people told me that it was good. And then when I said that I was watching it and I said that we were doing it on the podcast, so many more people were like, I love that show. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Nick's Nick's sister, Victoria, specifically told me to watch it. And when I I started watching it and I texted her, I was like, oh, my God, I'm watching it. It's so good. And she's like, honestly, it's a top five show for me. Like, it's – people love this show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to cover season two.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm already in there and it – the building gets even wackier if it's possible. No surprises. <laughs> All right, I mean, let's get into our IRL moments. Cause... I
0: kind of gave mine. I'm blanking at other ones.
1: Okay, I have I have notes. I yeah, ha- literally handwritten have handwritten, handwritten notes here. Oh my god! It's not. It's just the top section of this. This is what my okay. brain looks like. It's I'm excellent podcasting material. It's a piece of paper with scribbles. <laughs> this is what the inside of my brain looks like. Alright. Uh, Oliver, every time he starts a story, one time I had a few cocktails, can relate to that. And oh, the yeah. way that he's just like, no one wants to hear your stories right now. That's how I feel a lot of the times, because I have a lot of stories to tell
0: sometimes. I do too, and sometimes I feel like people just listen because they don't want to be mean to me. I think that we are both just Oliver Putnam. Like, unfortunately, we
1: sometimes one of us has to be a Charles, but for the most part, we're Oliver.
0: Damage and control Oliver and Charles. <laughs> we should just be them for Halloween.
1: Um, when they go to like the Tim Kono funeral in uh, the building and Oliver just goes, thank God there's food here and just runs over to the dip table. Oh my God, that killed me and also can relate. You know how I get when I don't eat food. Oh yes. Um, and then also when Oliver was eating ice cream and he gets the brain freeze. And, uh <laughs> like, put your thumb on the roof of your mouth. Oh, my God, tie-dye guy is a genius, can relate to all of that.
0: Yeah, those were – you you definitely, you definitely hit the IRL moments a lot better than I did because I sat – you know what it is? With IRL moments, I have to write them down as I'm watching it because then I always, always forget them.
1: Yeah, I already wrote an IRL moment for – uh Season two. And it's literally like when I have my phone, I need to open up my notes and just write IRL and then jot it down really quickly.
0: Yes, I yeah. agree. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's why I have these notes. Like, usually I can remember the big swooping climax, but the little things are the ones that I got to jot down.
0: It's true. I just, it's like, I, it goes, I'm like, oh,
1: I'll remember that. Um, we never, and she never remembered it.
0: And then I never, I never do. I, I wrote this one note in my in my phone um oh yeah this didn't make any sense I could never um when um Mabel's mom is there in episode six season one she's like I could never tell you stories because you always rush to the end you always wanted to know what happened and like that's her justifying this podcast and I wrote in my notes uh doesn't everyone doesn't (laughs) everyone want to know the end to a story that that line of dialogue whatever that writing was didn't make any sense I guess it's just, it's just too obvious. Yeah. But that was the only note I had in my phone. I thought I had all these other things. I just never wrote them down.
1: (laughs) Cool. Did you uh, send your brain secretary? uh, Oh, she went on vacation. She went on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be back at the end of December. Ah, gotcha. Mm. Yeah. All right. I think that's it.
0: (laughs) That is it. All right. So thanks everybody so much for listening. We will be covering murders in the build. Only murders in the building. How how I murder your mother? How I murder? All right. Only murders <laughs> in the building. Um, season two next week. But if you would like to write a review for season two for us to read, you can reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Classic Sina. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. Send us an email with reviews with requests at twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. The blog, Beer, Coffee, Donuts. The YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer. That's it. All right, everyone. Enjoy your
1: weekend, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.